Good morning. Today's scripture reading is John verses 1 through 8, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch, every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide me, abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Jesus says in our text today, abide in me. Abide's kind of an old-fashioned word, isn't it? You don't really hear that one a lot anymore. Highway signs don't say, abide at Motel 6. Right? They say, stay, stay here at Motel 6. Baseball announcers do not sum up an inning with one hit, a walk, and two abiding on base. My daughter doesn't ask me, Father, abide with me and pray and treat me with a book. That doesn't happen very often. In fact, of the 17 uses of abide listed in the Oxford Dictionary, eight of them are obsolete altogether. The word seems to belong to a whole different time, and yet it has uh, some poignancy for the church and for you and me today. To abide has to do with persevering, with continuing, with lasting, with staying with it. No wonder this term is so rare. What it means seems to be rare these days. And abiding seems to be a lost value. And I have to say, its absence diminishes us as a people. Friendships break off. So do treaties between nations. Business contracts become tissue thin. Marriage covenants are broken in divorce as often as they are kept in our country. Careers are transient. No one stays with a company for 40 years anymore. Even if they wanted to, abiding isn't really an, an option in business anymore, is it? And so it is with the church as well. It is clear that traditional ties to church are disappearing rapidly. We've seen it. Denominational ties cease to be compelling anymore. Church hopping. I, I, I love this. It's almost like a Sunday afternoon uh, you know, leisure activity. Well, what are you doing today? Well, I'm going to do a little church hopping and then I might mow the yard, something like that. You know, it sounds like an exercise, church hopping. But it seems to be how people approach finding a church in the America today. Do a little church hopping. And yet Jesus tells us to abide in him as he abided in us. It's an interesting command. This command, abide in me, it sounds like this is something for your own benefit. Abide in me. And it sounds like 
and everything will go right in your life. Abide in me and everything will be fine. Abide in me and everything's going to be good. You're going to enjoy it. And that may very well be, but I got to say, this isn't for your benefit. Abiding in Christ. In our command today, it says, abide in me. Why? So that you might bear fruit. This is not for your benefit. It's for the benefit of the kingdom of God that we are commanded to abide in Jesus Christ. It's about bearing fruit. And by fruit, we mean you know, ushering in the kingdom of God, fulfilling the gospel message, becoming the body of Christ and all that it means. It is about our ability to fulfill that which Christ has given us to do in the world today. It's personal in that Christ empowers us with certain gifts and skills, but it's not for your benefit. However, it's, we are empowered with these gifts. Didn't Paul say that some were called to be pastors, some teachers, some praise club volunteers, some kitchen mavens, some treasurers or moderators, some to do mission work like the one we're going to talk about today in Family Promise, some to do the dishes, some are called to do something. Wasn't that Paul? I think that was Paul. But these are not isolated gifts. They're not out there just for your own benefit. They are all exercised in the context of a community that is following its calling to become the body of Christ. Amen? So it is with this community. We, First Baptist Church, together in Christ, staying close to the vine and pursuing a call, a vision, a vocation in the hope of bearing much fruit, abiding together and abiding in Christ. And it begins with this abiding. But I, you know what? I don't have to tell First Baptist Church about abiding. If you have been here for 10 years or even 5 years, if you've been a part of this church, you know what I mean when I say abiding and the work it takes. This church has had its ups and downs. It's had its struggles. And if you've stuck it through, if you're still here <laughs> after all those times, it comes out of tenacity. It comes out of a longing for the hope that this church is built on, it comes out of abiding. In a world where one has 50 kinds of toothpaste to choose from, convincing people to stay and help make a church work is a tall order. It's, you can go, you know what, if you don't like it here, there's like 20 other churches within three miles to go choose from. Go find one, you know? I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to, uh, to make a case that this is your only option. <laughs> there are plenty out there. So there's got to be something else about staying here. You know, it used to be in the early church, that was all you had. How I long for those days. The early church was, uh, you only had one option. <laughs> you could only go to that one church. But now there's just so many, so many things out there. So it's got to be about something more than, than just choosing the best church or going where you think uh, it feels good or where you're being served the best. Because we've already established it's really not about you. It's about bearing fruit together. 
Yet we are called as a church, called to be together, called to be committed and abide together as a community of faith. And you might be saying, well, that's fine, but how does one do that, Pastor Curtis? To which I say, that's a good question. And I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not really sure how to do it. Uh, I have no magic bullet. I have no magic program. And there isn't one out there. And be leery of those who say there is. There's no magic way to grow a church or to make a church filled with committed people. But I know it starts with conviction. It starts with a sense of being called by God to be more than we are by ourselves. It starts with a search out of conviction for vocation. And by vocation, I don't mean your career, although it might be, but I don't mean that. I mean, what is it your life is going to be about? It starts with that. Uh, A great writer, Parker Palmer, in his writing, Becoming Myself, he says this of, of the term vocation. Today I understand vocation quite differently, not as a goal to be achieved, but as a gift to be received. Discovering vocation does not mean scrambling towards some prize just beyond my reach, but accepting the treasure of true self I already possess. Vocation does not come from a voice out there calling me to become something I am not. It comes from a voice in here calling me to the person I was born to be, to fulfill the original selfhood given me at my birth by God. Vocation, I'm talking about the conviction that you are gifted and empowered and called by God to pursue the things of God in community with one another. In this sense, abiding means embracing with conviction that calling, that vocation that we were built for, that ultimately is who we are at our core. And so when I say we are called to abide together, it's built on the conviction that you have been gifted and empowered and given a calling to be here at this place and in this time. And I guess I, I, call, that, I call us out to that question. Is God calling us here? Is God calling you here to live out? That vocation which God has given you. Because here is my conviction. We are not here to put on a good show on Sunday mornings. Although I think we do. We are not here because we have always been here. Though some have. And we are not here because it feels good. Although if you're like me it certainly does. But we are here to relentlessly pursue the calling of God through Christ who compels us toward heaven, toward heaven on earth, toward the kingdom of God, toward the commonwealth of God, a new world. We are here to make a difference. And I mean, I don't mean, I mean make a difference. I mean make a big difference. I mean make a huge splash. I mean transform our community and the world. I mean a big difference when I say make a difference. We have been called and equipped by God to be ambassadors of God 
on this corner in Salt Lake City for, for such a time as this. Uh, when I was looking at First Baptist Church as a possibility uh, of, of, you know, throwing my name in the hat, as it were, I looked at this, I looked at the city, and I looked at the demographics, and I looked around the neighborhood, and I looked at this church and its history, and I said, there is nobody better equipped to transform Salt Lake City than First Baptist Church. Amen. There is nobody better. We're, we're right in the thick of it. And God has given us everything we need, not the least of which is each other. Amen? What it takes is abiding. What it's going to take is tenaciously hanging on and abiding and continuing with conviction to pursue that vision, that mission, that calling, that vocation that God has laid in our lap. And given us everything we need to fulfill. My faith is this. That we're not here by accident. But that God has brought us together for this pursuit. And that through our ability to abide in Christ. And abide with one another. There will be an abundance of fruit. Abiding in hope. And confident of God's faithfulness. Knowing that what will be the product is an abundance of fruit filled to overflowing. As I look at this church, where it has been, and where it's going, I can almost, I can, I can taste the fruit. You know? And it's sweet. And it's good. And everyone's going to want some. <laughs> and they should have some. Amen? And if we are faithful, if we abide, if we stick with one another and we leave room for others to join us. You know, we've been through thick and thin. And we've clung to one another and we've been through the, we've been through the, the fight a lot of times. And that, that creates a special bond in this church. But you know what? The fight's over. We're still here. And it's time to invite others in. And to be open to, to more, to new people. And to have new relationships develop. And to, to leave, always leave room for more and others to come and experience the grace and the compassion we've experienced here. More than that, we, uh, we uh, oh, wait a minute, let me go back. As we are faithful, if we abide, if we stick with one another, leave room for others to join us, we'll realize the hopes and dreams that have been a part of this community for over 100 years, 100 years and more. More than that, we will realize the hope of the living Christ. Lives will be transformed. The church will be redeemed. And the body of Christ will be built up. Here and in other places. Here and beyond. Not just us, but other faithful people coming together around vocation and abiding in Christ. We are but one branch, are we not? I invite us all this morning to examine our own abiding. Are we relentlessly pursuing a calling with First Baptist Church? Or are we one of those branches that are kind of way out on the edge? You know, it takes a long time to get the, the juices out to the far branches, doesn't it? The ones that are real close in, those are the ones that thrive and sprout first. Are we... 
convicted and committed with our time, talent, and resources? Are we asking ourselves, what am I here to do? Why has God called me to this place at this time? These are questions that will point us toward abiding in Christ in the hope of bearing much fruit and enjoying the fruit we've already borne so often and so many times. Join me in asking them in the weeks and the months and the years ahead as we continue to grow and to flourish in our ministry together. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we invite you to show us how to abide, to draw us close to you that we might be fed by the true vine and that we might grow in you and grow with one another, bringing all that we have to bear, relentlessly pursuing the calling you've given us as a church and as individuals. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.